This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. It is a shout-out Friday, 877-881-1053. If you want to get involved in the topics of conversation or get a shout-out going for somebody out there in the world, you got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and do you want to shout-out the last one? Joey! That I don't think that's Joey. That's not Joey. You're Reggie. That's what I've been told. Oh, my gosh. We got Reggie back today. From the top-rated Get Right, That's Reggie? right. The number one night show in DFW. That's that what is they say. the Get Right, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why you should be listening, because of what those fellas are doing. If it I, ain't broke, don't fix it. But we're trying to... What are we doing here? That... <laughs> you we're know trying what? to break it again, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Reggie, I've enjoyed, like you and Kevin, I've, I've enjoyed you guys at nighttime. It's been fun driving around with my kids and uh, listening to you guys. Oh, you let the kids listen to that? Fantastic. Yeah, I haven't. I you guys haven't, uh, you know, said anything that I'm like, oh, I got to turn that off. Nice. My wife might disagree, but I I keep it on. Yeah, KG is a monster. I wanted to give a shout out to Sean Sharif, who I'm pretty sure was trying to get back on our show just now. Like he kept opening the door and yeah. shutting it, and I think he wanted to like stick around and do some overtime, but he wanted you to ask him. I think okay. is what was going on there. He was like, it, "What's that, Kevin? What's that?" And then you wouldn't. You were like, "No, everything's fine." I think he wanted to come in and hang out a little longer. Now that you say that, I definitely think that you're right. Yeah, because we know Sean so well. I didn't realize in the morning. I I didn't realize that in the moment. Sean, (laughs) if you're still here, if you've already gotten into your car, you can hear our voice. You should come on back. You're definitely welcome. I think he's going to miss us. Yeah. Because when we go out of town, yeah, we're leaving for spring training on Sunday. I think he's going to be sad without us. He loves when we walk into this room, and it's not just because that means the end of his show and he gets to go home. <laughs> I think it's also because he just loves to see our bright shining faces, man. Uh, from the four six nine, can I get a shout out to my youngest daughter, Melanie? Kevin, oh, she's two today, and her mom is super fine, and she has a super uh, a surprise birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese today. Ooh, what? is a two year old old enough to hear that on the radio and process and ruin the surprise? Absolutely not. No, okay, That's, no. <laughs> okay, unlike no. your son, who's getting really close to reading, most two year olds are not going to remember. Man. Noah, There's no way I'm that kid's going to be able to read. Noah at stood up, walked over to the library, and grabbed a book, and was I, like, "This is the one." I believe he will be able to walk early. Because he was like the Odyssey. I love this. Yeah, he exactly. has freakishly strong legs and a strong neck for his gigantic head. Onto the Iliad. So, from the 214. See, I like this. Shout out to my boss, who hates y'all, but has to listen anyway because I'm a Tolo. Nice. Okay. 
Fair enough. Yes, irritate your bosses today by listening to the station all day long. I love it. Or convince them to like our show as well would also be a acceptable outcome, would it not? All right, that's fine. That works too. If uh, if I I've I, did, who was the Tolo we got recently that said their friend told them to listen to our show for one week. They said just listen to it for a week, yeah. and then they did, and they were like, "Oh my god, I love this show." And I appreciate that. I think it may have been a text that came in the other day. Absolutely. I love that idea as well. So, I want to start this off. We'll get to the Mavs. Don't worry. Plenty of baseball today is there's a free agent that I know every part of my being knows that the Cowboys will be like, yeah, that's great, but spring break's coming up and everything like that. But I think we should try to go get Bobby Wagner and I think we can do it if we actually pay attention to the numbers. Oh, man. I need this to happen if I want my Super Bowl thing to happen. You know, Mike is like he – I want to point I this know, out. Mike said in. the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year. This is a Super Bowl move. Is This is a Super Bowl move I, for you? I do think so. I'm not – Bobby Wagner, I know back when yeah. I saw him in the playoffs against the Cowboys in 2018, I know he's not that player anymore. He was second team all pro this last year, so yeah. he's still good. He's still Right, he's still really good. It's kind of like what LeBron is now at – like LeBron's still a top 10 yeah. basketball player. He's just not number one yeah, through yeah, – yeah. Five sure. probably, but he's still I, I like six saying. through. And it's like Bobby Wagner's still really good at this game. He's not the best linebacker in the game, but he is still really, really good. And so I just think at the right number, and I'm going to throw this in. You don't have to discuss yep. this at all. I think if you got Bobby Wagner and you traded for uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think you've put together, before you even drafted, you've put yourself in a position to win it all. And we will definitely keep track of DeAndre Hopkins. I know earlier this week they were like, yeah, we're going to take some time to figure out what exactly that will entail. But I'm interested. So it's the money, right? It's it just comes down to the money. He has the almost the exact same numbers he had his rookie year. And it's, in it's between, amazing. he had other years where, like, his tackles and quarterback hits and, you know, all those things were up. There were lots of years like that. Last year, he had the most sacks that he's ever had in his career. And, like, th- that's because they used him a little bit differently. They, that's true. And that's this is where, all right, let's think about this. What happened last year? Why couldn't Dan Quinn, why couldn't Dan, you asked the other day about Dan Quinn keeping other players around. Sure. Why couldn't Dan Quinn get Bobby Wagner in a Cowboys uniform before? And I'm guessing because the people that have their safe at the at the front office of the Cowboys, they're like, we forgot the combination. So we don't know. We don't have enough money to offer him. Is that that's the only reason is that they don't know what their safe is full of well, or they don't know the combination to get into it. I'm glad that you brought that up, Corey. Let's see if we can uh let's see if we can put some work in on that okay are you ready you want me to become a safe no 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 safe cracker i think this number is going to blow your mind is jerry jones the mark cuban cheapness of nfl owners what are you talking about yeah it's it's insane right being cheap oh well let's go to the numbers and thank you very much to michael gelkin from the dallas morning news for helping me out with this last year the Dallas Cowboys spent $147 million in cash on their team and players. You know how many teams spent less than that? Probably 31. None. All right. None teams spent less than that. 
So whenever you hear, I would spend the biggest amount of money, I would write the check and everything like that. Okay, maybe last year, the Cowboys literally spent the least amount of money in the NFL. And I know you're like, well, hold on. That's just one damn year, so hold on. All right, it's a little early for that type of language, but fair enough. All right, what about the last two years? This is last year's an anomaly, all right? Last two years, Dallas Cowboys have spent $364 million in cash. You know how many teams have spent less than that? 131? Two. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears, two have spent less money on players in the last two years than the Dallas Cowboys. On all, like, total players? I'm sorry, free agent no, players. No, 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 no. All cash spent on players on your team. I'm not saying free agency because I know people will come back and be like, oh, Cowboys don't do free. No, no, no. I mean, total. So they have, lo- like, low cap? They're not spending money, huh? Well, that's the issue. Whenever so this, I, I, that, how, the, how far back can you go on that, by the way? You know what? I will work on getting a more detailed history when that pivoted. Because my question would be, when did Steven take over? Because I just saw that text that said, it's ju- not Jerry, it's Steven. And I, I, that's fine. Steven's probably the future of the economics of the Dallas Cowboys and how they how they run for a while. So if that's the case, is did it start at some point and that's when Steven was like, all right, I got my hands on the reins here. I think it's because, and I have always disagreed with Fish about this. Like, we've gone back and forth. He's like, there's no such thing as cap hell. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, to my core, don't believe that. And when you're asking about the cap... I know people are like, well, hold on. How can they spend the least amount of money and still not have any cap space? It's because of the way they consistently post June 1st cut people and because they have to make up for all the mistakes. So there that are they some made. Like, tax loopholes they're playing with it, here. Exactly. Okay. Like we talked yesterday about I saved us 20 to $24 million, depending on what you want to do with Jordan Lewis. Yes. All right. So here's the thing. That Tyron Smith money, well, guess what? In 2024, you're going to take another $4 million chunk of it. In that Zeke Ezekiel Elliott money, guess what? In 2024, you're going to take another chunk of it. So I'm saving you that money, but guess what? Now you already have $10 million in dead cap on 2024 because of those two players. So if you wonder how those two things can be true, that's how. But don't worry, Kevin. The money I didn't use last year... I can take it to next year, so yeah. carry over. Well, and that's fantastic. They carried over the amount of money, and we're still negative $7 million in salary cap. How did that happen? Why? How did it happen? Great question, because remember, if nothing else, the salary cap hit for Dak Prescott jumped $30 million. Ah. That's a thing that happened. Blame Dak. No, it's not Dak's fault. It's our garbage negotiations, and I feel like we've been over that many times, but... All of that to be said, Bobby Wagner is still gettable. I know you might be thinking, but you just told me how bad it all is. All right, let's go off of the assumption that Bobby Wagner gets the same contract he did with the Rams. Okay. And he might want, he might want more. He had another good season. By the way, do you know he's been first or second team all pro nine years in a row? Yes, I actually did know that because I just looked at it and I was counting. That's I was like, crazy. this is insane, dude. All right. He's a, he plays at a high level. That's just him. So he got a five-year, $50 million contract with $20 million guaranteed. Oh, so much money. We can't afford it. We're out. But let's take a look at that contract and how it's very easily done. Do you know what Bobby Wagner's cap hit was for the Rams this year? $100 million. <laughs> you had to roll it all into one year. 
<laughs> Even then, that feels like too much. It was $2.5 million. I was only off by 97 and a half. It was impressive, though, Mike. Thanks. His cap hit, I know the Rams released him. His cap hit for this upcoming year, $12.75 million. So, and then his dead cap after that, $3 million. All right, I know that's a lot of numbers, so let me break it down for you in a much easier way. If he would have stayed with the Rams for this second year, his cap hit would have been two years, $15.25 million. Okay. And his dead money would be $3 million total. So maybe he wants more money. And if he wants more money, I'll have to go back to the drawing board and readjust my numbers. But my point is this. Bobby Wagner, don't get caught up in the five for 50. Bobby Wagner signed what is essentially a five, or excuse me, a two-year, $20 million deal. Okay. That's basically what it is. So if you're like, oh, Bobby Wagner is 32, 33, whatever the case is. He's I 34. Get, okay. He'll be 37 in three years. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Technically correct. I thought he was 37 already for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. So if you're like, I don't want to give him five years. it's ba- It was basically a two-year, $20 million deal is what okay. they gave him. Kevin is, by the way. Do you the, get used to sneezing today this Today is sneeze day I, for it Kevin. It has been bad this morning. He has been morning. sneezing since I walked in the door, Mike. So that is, that is there. Somebody, by the way, did text. They said, what if... Bobby Wagner ends up being washed like Anthony Barr. Here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to look at the numbers, and I want you to try and compare those two because there is no comparison to the two. Yeah. What If if Bobby Wagner is as much washed as Anthony Barr was from his typical career, we still have one of the best linebackers around. Like, that's my, like looking at his what he's done throughout his career and what I expect of him, at 34 years old, 35 years old, 36 years old, I don't know exactly what I can get, but he is still a top-tier player. Okay, and that that's one of the things that I think this is a – I think you can make this happen. I don't care about the numbers either in, okay. on this anymore, Kev. I just want to throw this and in And are there. you sure? I'm seeing multiple spots. He's 32. Uh, oh, dude, again, I thought he was 37. You're right. I think he's 32. So, yeah, I'm way off on that one, too. He said he'd be 37 in three years. Yeah, I'm way off. Well, dog years. Um, What? (laughs) I don't. You multiply times seven. I've had a a difficult time looking at his age. He'd be over 200 years old if he was a dog. The the, the thing I like, though, is like this is where it comes into for a long time. We've had coaches around here, Kevin, that would say, doesn't fit. Doesn't fit my scheme. Right. Doesn't fit this and that. This isn't about that. Dan, you know Dan Quinn can say, I just need players. They Dan, work together, Dan too. Dan Quinn will, is one of those guys that can say, look, this is Micah's room. Bobby Wagner can come in and be part of Micah's room, but this is definitely Micah and Tank's room right now. And 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 that is, that's the thing that I'll find a way to get that guy plays. That's what I think Dan Quinn can do. So this really does come down to not just, hey, he doesn't fit our scheme. It is can the guys up front be creative enough, and it doesn't take that much creativity to put these numbers together to make it work for him. a guy that does like to have money in his pocket. I, I understand the idea of him being, of, of people being concerned that he's washed. 140 tackles last year. I think you should count it as 141. You remember that protester that he dropped on the field? So I think you yeah. should give him credit for that <laughs> as well. And Man, was, one love, Texas. James Heat, swaggy booties, Texas rips. They're all like saying Kevin. Kevin's on one today. He's he's aggressive. Corey and Mike better watch out. 
They said at one point, can't you just see Kevin choking Mike up against a wall and GD and him for? I, but don't you feel like it's positive aggression? <laughs> like I don't feel like it's negative aggression right know. now. The, the Twitch is worried for us. I'm okay. worried for Core and Mike a little. Oh yeah. my goodness, I'm very. You pounded the table multiple times. This is. Because I do care a lot about this. This is a... I wanted to hit the table right there. I love right the there. Twitch so much. This is a no-brainer. If you're worried that he's washed, you can bail out of this contract after one year if it's anything like what his contract was with the Rams. The idea that they weren't even close last year, then what the hell are the Cowboys offering? Because last year, Bobby $2 million Wagner, to yeah, Anthony the, Barr on a one-year deal. And that's stupid. Because essentially... Not if a player will accept it. I know, but like it's we're not 1980s Notre Dame. Like the world has moved on. Is you don't just play for the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys, or else how come they haven't won six Super Bowls in the last I, decade? I know we're out of time. Somebody asked this: Do you want Leighton Vanderesh and Bobby Wagner, or just Bobby Wagner? I want them both. I do too, and I'm curious what Leighton Vanderesh's asking price is going to be. My point is for Bobby Wagner, you can lock this up for ten million dollars, not at a great deal of time. And guess what? You could label his cap hit for this year three million dollars. Bam! We can get that done. So you can have Bobby Wagner and Leighton Vanderesh. If you don't believe their salary cap hell, you can have them both on your payroll this year for $7 million. Well, what about Damon Clark and that next linebacker well, I draft? Well, that's the thing. Okay. What if yeah. I can get them even cheaper, Kevin? Hey, the day we see Jabril Cox in a game Dang, in I the like regular Jabril run, like, I, I'm just, I'm, when's that going to happen? He hasn't worked out. They need to trust him. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, I'll try to calm down. Also, we'll continue no, you our shout-out. Some people going. want you this way. Yeah, also, let's see it happen. They're like, something happened this morning with him and Noah, and he's he's after it right now. Mavs break their losing streak. Let's talk about that defense. Pace of play and the quick impact of Justin Holiday. All of it next right here on The Fan. Tyree Part is swinging it all the way around. See masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. The Mavericks break their losing streak, which they better have against the worst team in the league. They beat the Spurs 142 to 116. I'm curious. I know we played the clip of Justin Holiday. Do you want to talk about him? Do you want to start with the general pace of play or still go back to the defense? Because I know they got an emphatic Let's do positive. Okay, okay. So the Mavericks are averaging 130.33 points per game Woo. in their three games with Luka and Kyrie. And I do think that's an important number because I do think that they are going to have to – I know how much Jason Kidd wants to play defense, but I do think they're they're going to have to outscore teams. And I just – I wonder. I know that we have to watch way more games than three, but it looks like they are going to be the best offensive team in the NBA. Yeah. I guess if you want to say the second half of the season, that uh, it is, for me, guys, I was getting bored with the Mavericks, to be honest. I do watch. I, I know it. that they don't care about basketball, and it seems like the public doesn't care about basketball until the playoffs. But I do care about regular season basketball, and it was boring me. The Mavericks, even though how great Luka was and the numbers he was putting up and his MVP – First team All NBA experience. If you're watching him every night, it was boring basketball to me. And last night, I know it wasn't against the best of competition, but that was not boring. That was fun. And that's what I was curious about was the pace of play. And so 
I think that's exciting that, well, first of all, that you got the win, of course, because I was talking with Brandon last night. We were watching the game, and I thought, what a completely different show this would be if the Mavericks lost to the Spurs. And I at no point did I— Or if they didn't play because there was the floor was wet exactly. or slippery. Like yeah. Maybe somebody cleaned it with, with uh, what was it, the— what do you clean wood with? Uh, Varnish? Wood cleaner. What is it? You know, it pledge. has the lemon. Pledge. pledge. Maybe they clean the floor with pledge, and they're like, what the crap? Who put pledge on this? At no point did I think the Mavericks were going to lose, but when San Antonio was just shooting exceedingly well and going into the fourth quarter, it was still, like, somewhat achievable. I thought, my goodness, the show could take a completely different turn. So I did love the offensive pace and that you were able to put away an yeah. eventual emphatic victory. Josh Green getting out for some fast break points, uh, getting and using, Mike, what you've talked about. He has a about. partner to run with. Yeah, go, go, get the speed going. There was one that Luca was out. It was a it was defense that created it, obviously. And that's right. where, you know, I think Jason Kidd's like, hey, did you see that? We can get free points just by playing really good defense. And I think they know that. But that's a that's the fun part of it that we've been looking. These are guys that are athletic and that could do some things instead of just standing around. Go let them do those things. I know Kyrie's reputation, and I know that, like Gavin Dawson said yesterday, we are in the honeymoon phase of it. This is yeah. the unbelievably great phase, and hopefully, it just stays this way for four or five years. I, that's what we all have to hope for as a Dallas Maverick fan, because God, it's fun watching him play right now. Like that is, and it's fun watching Luca. I don't want to take anything away from Luca. Luca is. Uh, a better overall player than Kyrie. Sure. Uh, but Kyrie is one of these guys when he is locked in, engaged, playing his best basketball. He is one of the most fun players in the NBA to watch. Do you know what's crazy? If you take out, they still shot exceedingly well. If you take out Luka from three last night, the Mavericks shot 58.3% from three. We'll talk about Holiday now. Because I know that's not going to happen again. It was oh, yeah. five of six. It was awesome. But that was see. awesome. Because later in the night, after that game was over, I turned back to TNT and I'm watching the Lakers and Golden State. Honestly, kind of watching a little bit of Anthony Davis scouting for sure. He's possibly going to be a Maverick uh, next year. But Beasley did the same thing for them. Malik Beasley hit seven three pointers. I don't think they can expect that Beasley's going to knock down seven threes for them on a nightly basis. If he does, they're well, probably going to win a lot of games. Once, then he can do it again. Oh, that's how we're going to get into Jones trouble. Told, yeah. right? But well, man, <laughs> Holiday, that he's not going to go five of six. I get it. I mean, you're just hoping he can make honestly two of five. If he gets five three point attempts yeah. a night, if he goes two of five, you got a heck of a basketball player. You've replaced somewhat Dorian Finney-Smith shooting with Holiday shooting. So. That was really fun to see because my dad texted me last night at about like 9.45. He's like, is this holiday guy? Like, where did we get him from? And is he usually this good? And I'm like, hey, I think he can give us 15 minutes a night in the playoffs. But no, he's not going to shoot this good. But it's a great start to his Maverick season. It, it really was. And we're to the point, even if it's the Spurs, I will say, especially now with 21 games left, is you look at every game with – not exactly football-like intensity, but you're getting to that point considering how compacted the standings are in the West outside of the first two seeds. So I don't care who you played, you won the game, yeah. and it keeps you in position to stay in the top six and maybe move as high as three. There are All right, so, Kevin, you were sick kid during this time that I think mm. this conversation really popped up. Yeah. And there, I don't know if it's just one texter, but it might be a couple different ones, but there is a, Mike, you you and I were discussing this, a, a group of people that are like, hey, let's just point out that Kyrie is, the team's better with Kyrie on the court than they are with Luka. 
And this is like that's the oh, text, that's a legitimate text saying? that came in. And yeah. then there's another one that says, uh, "I love uh, Luca's not better. It's clear as uh, that's day all the same person. That this team is yeah. better, way better." So last Kyrie. year they would have gone to the NBA Finals if we would have just last year decided to trade Luca to Brooklyn for Kyrie. We would have won it all. And that's and and Mike for for me when I am watching, they are they are playing a, a different brand of basketball than Luca. Oh sure. And I do wonder if that is solely because of Kyrie or or in and if Kyrie came in and said hey I want to add these elements or if Jason Kidd said now we can now we finally have another player that can do this because last night you did see all the things on display that they can do together with ball movement and right. the ability and what Kyrie can go, go do it by himself but he can also do it so well with Luka and that's what makes this team good that's why I don't want to sit here and say hey like, let's keep both of these dudes on the court together yeah. and go rock this thing. This is really fun together on the court. I'll tell this person, whoever this is, that it shows a little bit of their lack of education of sports, especially at a high level. Because if you're the L.A. Clippers and you're the Sacramento Kings, those are the two teams that the Mavericks beat when Luka was out and Kyrie was in. All right, so I'm going over a game plan as Tyron Lou, and I'm going over a game plan. I'm sorry, I don't even know who the Kings coach is. But Mike Brown. Mike Brown, thank you. Is I don't even have Luka on the court. They've never played a basketball game with Kyrie Irving. The Mavericks have literally never played a basketball game yet with Kyrie, and so I have to put together my defensive philosophy, my game plan, all these things. Or do you think that Lou and, um, sorry, Mike Brown, that they're going to – it's a little bit of an unknown on how are they going to play. The Mavericks played very fast. Do you think, Texter, that the Mavs, who play the slowest-paced game in the NBA, there might be one other team, Reggie's good at knowing all 30, but the Mavericks are top three in pace of play for the opposite reason. And all of a sudden, they started playing really fast basketball. Do you think, Texter, that the the Clippers knew that they were going to play really fast? Do you think that the Utah Jazz knew that without even Kyrie or Luka, that this kid Hardy could go for 30 points on a given night or Josh Green could go for 30 points on a given night. They had no clue on those things. Do you think that the Clippers and the Kings took the Mavs as seriously with Luka off the court? Have we seen this year the Mavs lose about eight games this year with all these good players off of the court? Do you think that it was part because the Mavericks took the team a little bit unseriously, if that's even the correct word, or not seriously? (laughs) I I got it. Like I mean, so – this person who lacks education on sports is struggling with all like it's just better it's just better with Kyrie and Luca off the team like there's a lot that goes into that and it was the first two games if Kyrie signs a four-year 200 million dollar extension with the Dallas Mavericks do you think maybe next year in year 50 if there has been now another 10 games that Luca hasn't played and Kyrie is the only person on the court, or I watch film on when the second quarter and the fourth quarter, when Kyrie's running the team and Luca's off the court, do you think if I am Tyron Lue and Mike Brown, do you think I'll have a better idea on how to set up defenses and how the Mavericks play when Luca's off the court and Kyrie is the only guy on the court? I probably it will. changes for so sure. So all of those things, this is the tough thing that people don't understand what professional players have to go through in knowing tendencies and all of those things. I think that, Kevin, for me, the thing that I'm like really getting – juiced up about right now yeah. and i told you yesterday i'm more excited than i've been in a while to watch. beating the lakers i guess i guess Sunday. last last year during the finals or the during the playoffs yeah. i was super jacked on this team but like watching kyrie goes and breaks down the defense draws four eyes of defenders 
and says, hey, I'm going to give it to Luca because everybody's on me and Luca's wide open. Luca drills the shot and then you see him go, my guy, and gives him five. And then like watching these dudes smile, they're like they are loving the brand of basketball that they're about to grow. And that's what's exciting to me right now. And that's why I always I, I was hopeful and it's only five games with Kyrie, but you're hopeful that both of those guys look at it the same way. And Luca's like, hey, I can draw down three people at one time. Or Kyrie is like, hey, I can pull in multiple defenders and leave one another open. Or if you're just any of the other three players on the court and you want to shoot the ball, yeah. you should be like, holy crap, I should be able to get a really good look the majority Think, of the time. Now, I know Hardaway, look, he last got night, 11 amazing looks last night. Right, and now he does get amazing looks all the time. But as Charles Barkley said about Malik Beasley, he hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. That is the <laughs> definition of Tim Hardaway Jr. But I'm hoping he gets into his Joey Gallo hot streak here. Is that who, yeah, like yeah, last yeah. night, Tim Hardaway Jr. can win you a game. He literally is that streaky where if he gets the ball and he can't miss, you got to keep feeding Tim Hardaway Jr. He might shoot himself out of being hot with taking bad shot after bad shot because, once again, Charles Barkley's quote, he hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. Yeah. But if you look at what Holiday and Hardaway did off of the bench, that's the thing that – is really positive here because we probably need to get into the negatives after two minutes here with two minutes left is you can score 142 points probably even against good teams if you're that hot because of the looks you're going to get with the two guys you have on the team. Now, the potential negative is you might need to score 142 points because, look, it's tough because you can chalk up the Mavericks' offensive output last night to the shots were falling, or you can say it was the systematic buildup for having good shots. Well, the same argument can be made against the Spurs. Did the Spurs just hit all the shots and that's why your defense looked bad? Or was your defense bad and that's what led to the Spurs making all the shots? Considering that the yeah. Mavs have been in the bottom, let's say, fourth of defensive teams, maybe bottom right. third of defensive teams this season, I am concerned that a team that is actively trying to lose was firing from the field and they had 10 offensive rebounds to the Mavs three offensive rebounds right so I mean that's a team that's not considered as far as I know the Spurs aren't considered like a great rebounding team and uh you know you just look at rebounds 45 to 36 last night it's fine when you shoot 56 percent from the field and Zach Collins getting work done like this is the deal the Mavericks I think I know this going forward for playoff time as long as they make the real playoffs they're gonna have to average and I do think this is a real number they're going to have to average 130 points a game in that series because you're going to lose some where you probably only score 110 or something like that. Yeah. You might have to. I think they're going to give up 120 to 130 points per game in the playoffs. The Mavericks are just because of their lack of rebounding, lack of defense, which means you're going to have to probably get to 130 points in a playoff game to win it. And you're probably going to have to do that about four times because I can't rely on, or at least I don't think, they're going to try their best, but I can't rely on holding a team to 105 or 110. I just don't think that this team is talented enough to do it. So when you hold a team to 120 points, you better Better win win. that game because there's going to be nights, I think, in these playoffs that let's just say you play Sacramento or Phoenix, that they're going to get 140 or maybe even 150 on you, and you can't win that game. But when you hold that team under 125, 
you better win that game. They have the offensive juice to do it, like to to score the points. Like I said yesterday, Kevin, like I, maybe kid is just like, screw it. Let's just go everything we got here. But I'd love to see them be a well-rounded team. I, and I think a little of that will change when Maxi is back. But like, I'm not saying it's going to be a dramatic now. They're top 10 defensive team in the league. But you would like to see that middle of the pack, hopefully. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next. It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashak. All right. We almost nailed the top 10, and Rangers mm. baseball starts today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan on a shout-out Friday from the 817. I like to shout-out the UTA Mavericks softball team as they take on Kansas Welcome. at 11 in San Marcos during the Texas State Classic Tournament. Best of luck to y'all now. How about some baseball nuggets with Mike Bashak? All right, so let's talk just a little bit about yesterday and how we almost got it right. We did get Otani number one. We did get Aaron Judge number two. We did get Mike Trout number three, and we did get Mookie Betts number four. I think we were all consensus on the first four. And then we got a lot wrong. In fact, I threw away my paper, but I remember we did not have Manny Machado at five. I think we had Paul. You, yes, me. I had Paul Goldschmidt at five. Yeah. Um, I had Jordan at five. Okay, so. Who doesn't have a position, really. That's where he gets kind of nicked here. It's like he's top ten. I don't know if he'll ever get top five because of defense, because this is MLB Network, and I do think that they're going to put a lot into defense. And you look at Manny Machado, right, former shortstop, so third base. He's really good. Uh, and he's going to be a free agent. So what's interesting here is when you look at this list, number one is a free agent. Number five is going to be a free agent at the end of the and year. Number one wants you to emphatically know that they're a free agent. Yeah. Number six, Nolan Arenado, who, man, what a trade. Like, they, they didn't have to trade anything to get yeah. Nolan Arenado. Uh, Cardinals. Number seven, uh, National League MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Number eight, Jose Ramirez. 
who has quietly had a really good career with Cleveland. Number nine like, was Jordan Alvarez. Do you feel like Ramirez is like the most unknown in the bunch? To just I think like out the of the top ten. Base. I think out of the top ten, you're looking at a team in Cleveland that doesn't get followed very much because Jordan Alvarez is in the World Series every year, yeah. or at least in the American League Championship Series every year. So, yeah, you might know. Maybe you'd know um, Jose Altuve better on Houston. Maybe you'd even know Bregman or Verlander better. But yeah. I think because you get to see, if you're watching some playoff baseball, you've got to see a lot of Jordan Alvarez with Jose Ramirez, probably the most unknown. And then Freddie Freeman, number 10. So that rounds out your top 10 We did 10 get that players. one right. Yeah, I think I did put Freeman 10, right? Ramirez has been in the top five for MVP voting five times. Who is that? Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Four times. He was he was six one year. So that's that's yeah. insane, dude. Yeah, that really that is. You say he's one of those on. Un- he uh, might be unknowns. this. You yeah. want me to tell you who he might end up being? Is Adrian Beltre. I can see that. He's How, 30 now, right? I don't think most people were like super excited about getting Adrian Beltre sure. to Texas. It's like, yeah. dude, I think we overpaid. I get not. we're going for it. <laughs> so it's it's nice. What are we going to do with Michael Young? But like, he's a nice player. Like I saw him in Seattle. He was okay. I saw yeah. him in Boston last year. He was better in Boston than Seattle. In contract here, yeah. Right. So it's kind of like, I remember having this discussion uh, with some guys, including Banny, because I was like, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. When he signed here, he was not. And then uh, even a few years into his Ranger career, I'm like, I don't think he is. I played against him. Like, he was a nice player on the Dodgers, but it was Sean Green. It was Jeff Kent. It was like some other guys. I mean, Adrian Beltre was a nice player on the Dodgers. But you start looking at the accumulation of years and everything, you're like, man, I really underrated Adrian Beltre. And I think Jose Ramirez could fall into that category. All right. Now, Let's turn our attention to the Texas Rangers as they play today versus the Kansas City Royals. There's only two games today, so I looked it up. I don't think, I'm not 100% sure, I don't think MLB Network is carrying this. I I need to look, but there's only two games. They start carrying games tomorrow for sure because the Grapefruit Grapefruit League starts tomorrow in Florida. Obviously, Arizona starts tomorrow, but you do have two games, and why are there two games today? Well, if you look at the games, they both share the same complex. That's what I thought when we were playing Kansas City. So, in the other game, I'm sorry, I think it's Seattle and San Diego. They share the same complex, too. Just down the road. This is really cool if you ever think about going to Rangers spring training. The Padres and the Mariners yeah. are about a 12-minute drive, yeah. maybe 15-minute drive down the road to just go see them. And you have the Dodgers and White Sox and uh, the Guardians really close to. Like, you have – about besides Royals and Rangers, in surprise, you have another six teams, I believe, within a 15 to 20 minute drive of surprise to go see them play if you want. Okay, so each team's best pure hitting prospect. Now, this isn't major league. This is a person who hasn't played in the major leagues yet. But this is a guy that I've been talking about for a while now, and I made their card prices really go up. Yeah, I saw him hitting yesterday. Okay, Evan Carter. Carter, This is by MLB.com. He is the number 41 prospect in all of baseball. Let me read uh, what he is here. And I think this is very important because he was drafted pretty much as a junior out of high school. He graduated early from high school, as in he was a kid that wouldn't be like Highland Park. Usually, I think they graduate at 22 years old. Um, but no, Highland Park's just been known. And other teams, right? You cover high school sports. Yeah. Like you, you kind of graduate more at 19 years old than 18 years old uh, at certain places. And I shouldn't take too many shots. My Jakey's going to graduate high school at 19 years old, too. 
So he's a preemie. He was born early and uh, just decided it was best. He was very little and it was just like, it's best that he'll turn 19 like in late April when it's time to graduate. So they're just like, it'll probably be best for this. Evan Carter has gone from shocking second round pick out of tiny Elizabeth, Tennessee. Now, if you remember this pick, I want to riff because people won't remember this. I remember going, what are they doing? <laughs> he was he was he was a second round pick and he was not in the top 300 list. When you went to MLB Pipeline when you were getting ready for the Rangers draft in 2020 and with the second round pick, the Texas Rangers take Evan Carter, high school, Elizabeth, Tennessee. The show on MLB.com, or sorry, on MLB Network, was like, I don't know who this kid is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they are struggling. They're like, we don't have highlights of him. We don't know who he is. He's not in the top 300 list, and we did not study past 300. And so it was, what are they doing? Okay? Now, this day, he is a potential five-tool center fielder and one of baseball's top prospects. He recognizes pitches and controls the strike zone better than most 20-year-olds. Because he was drafted uh, at 17 years old, he is still only going to be this year 20 years old in double-A. Mike, do you want an update on Evan Carter? Okay, let me finish this. Okay, go ahead. He just says, the clean left-handed swing has produced a 282-406-467 batting line in two pro seasons. And that's at age 18 and 19 19. years old. And he's played low A, high A, and double A so far in his uh, minor league career. And he'll start off in Frisco this year. I saw Kennedy Landry, who I hope to catch up with when we get out there. Uh, She posted a video of Evan Carter at the plate against Jack Leiter. Oh. And I think there was six pitches. And on the last pitch, Evan Carter rocks Jack Leiter. Oh, no. Jack Leiter's a bum. He can't even get out a 20-year-old. Yeah. And then on the second he's, round, he's Jack Leiter got Carter to strike out looking. So oh, it's no. it's Carter even between even the two. Carter can't hit a guy with a 5 ERA. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> So, so they're both bad? This is the great way when we watch Cowboys training camp. Yes. When I know a zillion people care about that. You know, we're, we're less when they care about spring training, but it's amazing. when The defense was awesome. Don't talk about the offense because yeah. guess who they were playing against? The Cowboys offense. The Cowboys dominated. Don't worry about all the cornerbacks that couldn't cover anybody. Uh, we're just talking about how great the Cowboys offense is. But, no, these two guys are premium prospects. The great thing is, man, I'll tell you what, going out to Frisco again, Corey, I know you live closer to Frisco than we do is you can go see Evan Carter playing in center field. Mm -hmm. You can go see Jack Leiter possibly uh, starting a game. But I do think this. I'm wondering now, not off of this article, and Evan Carter has to have a really good double A year. I'm wondering if Leody Tavares and Bubba Thompson are way more placeholders for one more year. And then this is the guy. And you hope that Josh Young and Evan Carter are maybe your two potential guys that really can affect a major league team. Not saying Leody Tavares doesn't have a spot on a major league team. I'm not saying that other guys can't, can Bubba Thompson maybe moving to left field can't contribute. But I think if you have, you have two guys right now that are position players that can potentially be all-stars when they hit their prime. Yeah. One is Josh Young, who's going to start at third base. By the way, I've asked that we kick off Monday, we will be in Surprise, Arizona. We're going to be leaving Sunday for spring training. We're going to be there all next week. 
I have asked to kick off the show for Josh Young, Marcus Simeon, and or Jacob DeGrom. How great of a kickoff would the show be on Monday? I'm hoping to get two of those guys. I know it's very tough. We are obviously on the air during practice. Yeah. But uh, hopefully uh, we can get two or three of those guys to really, you know, hit it hard in spring training. And let me ask you guys this one question. As I've just talked about this, Evan Carter's not going to spend a single day in the major leagues this year. I would be shocked if he does. Would the audience and would you guys like us to interview Evan Carter while we're there? Or would the audience say, look, he's not going to play in the major leagues. We only want to hear from the major leaguers. I like that. I like asking the audience what they want to hear. My vote would be I want to hear from him. But, yeah, I definitely want to see what the audience's thoughts is. Okay, so I'm excited. I would love to interview him, but if the audience tells me I don't want to hear from a premium prospect that's not going to play in the major leagues in 2023, then we'll move on and we will interview more of the major league guys. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's listed as a dream scenario, but would this actually be a nightmare for some Cowboys fans? Oh, no. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.